Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can't count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you. Like four, three, two, you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do. Oh, yeah. And here we are again. That's what friends are supposed to do. Show up. Show up when you need them the most. And our Lord is definitely with us again today. This is Elizabeth on It's Me, God. And out there in California, we have... Oh, hi. You got Johnny O. And I, I think we've got Carl Kozlowski. Yeah. Hey, there he is. Yay! Look, it's Carl. <laughs> the awesome, most wonderful brothers of mine that oh. God has provided. You know, he means it when he says, I'll provide for you out of the richest, what is it, I'll provide for you from the richest in glory or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he does mean that. He sends you what you need at the time you need it the most. Last week, we talked about the importance of making that joyful noise, of celebrating life, uh, because he had taken me and allowed me to go through a process in 2014 of about nine months of uh, chronic unknown illness. Something's wrong, making me... But, you know, really, it was something was right. It felt wrong, but it was right <laughs> because it was what was necessary in every part of my life to bring me through some deep inner healing. And I said last week that after what God led me to, uh, to the realization that there needed to be some deep inner healing, I did go Saturday. I did go and... Uh, to confession and have that priest talk with me and pray with me, and it was so beautiful to, I did feel, absolutely feel, more deliver, uh, a deeper deliverance coming forth, and the Mass right after that confession, after communion time, I had received the host, and then I walked over to receive uh, the precious blood of Jesus, and the powerful presence of God about knocked me over, and I thank God for whoever it was behind me, instead of me, instead mm. of me. <laughs> Anyhow, and then, then I went uh, to my friend's 25th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Joan and Jim Dobry. 25 years of awesome marriage and seven precious children um, went to their wedding anniversary. And they start, at one point, they started playing this music. They had a DJ up there and playing all this uh, wonderful music. Celebrate good times. Come on. You know, that kind of music. And... I just, you know, you just get out there, and everybody was out there dancing. You didn't have to have a partner. It didn't matter. Just get out there and dance, and we had such a good, good time, awesome time. And uh, even when I walked into the building, there was a police officer standing at the door, and I said, well, hey, are you part of the, mem- the family of the husband or the wife? And he says, neither. Y'all are serving alcohol here. <laughs> And they have to, you know, whenever you have uh, alcohol being served at a private party, you have to have a uh, police officer hired. 
But when I asked him, what are you doing here? He said, I heard you were coming, so we had to call in extra help. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, we just were having a riot all the way through. And then after the end of the, uh, and I was going home about 9 o'clock to go back to Clarksville, I handed my keys and I said, hey, mine's a red Ford Fusion over there on the other side of the parking lot. Would you mind? And he says, yeah, I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Uh, this is that kind of silliness that went on. And it was good. It was laughter. It was fun. And this is what God has really been impressing upon my heart ever since the beginning of the year. And that is to celebrate your life and to have a good time and not be focused on uh, the stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah. In fact, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, scripture that he gave. And we shared this two two shows ago. And it's a simple scripture that comes from John 16, uh, verse 33, I believe it is. Do, and it was, I tell you these things. He's telling us everything he's telling us on these shows. And every time you open your scripture and go to him in the quiet and drop away, or he's telling us things so that we will have peace as we are living with him. The words that it says is, I tell you these things so that you may have peace as you are in me, something like that. And then it says something, there there will be troubles in the world, but I have already overcome the troubles. And that is the word he wants us to remember, to really remember that. It's very, very important. I was thinking, uh, Carl and John, how many times that God speaks to us, and I'm going... Or he may be going, are you guys paying attention down there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> are we paying attention? I'm, I'm right here with you, Elizabeth. I got the, you know, yeah. I've, I've got the Bible up, actually. So I was, okay. I was just surfing along did with you Did you find there. John 16, 16, Yes, I did. I've yeah. got it right here. Yeah. All right. You want me to read it? Read that for oh, me. Absolutely. Yes. It says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's, Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. And every time I open up, and that's why I've been kind of fussing at you, Carl, every time I open up Facebook and you see things that just make you boil, you know, you just, ah! <laughs> and then I got to, you know, God saying, stop it. Don't get upset about what others are doing and always be remembering I have overcome it already. We know the end of the story. And that if things are happening that are bad and really troublesome, we need to really silently inside of our heart saying, hallelujah, Jesus is on his way back and it has to happen because prophecies have to fulfill, be fulfilled. And the devil knows his time is short, and so he's running scared. And he's stirring up a lot of trouble while he's doing it. Uh, let me get back up to here. I had a cute little thing happen to me today. It shows how God speaks to us in the neatest, littlest ways, and we have to be uh, still and quieten ourselves down so that we can be more aware of the present of the moment in our everyday life. I was over going over to the, my eye doctor's appointment. I had put my phone on the charger in the car, and then when I got into the office space, I looked at the phone. And I said, oh, wait a minute. It didn't even get charged any. And it was important because I had to call my husband let him know when to come pick me up. And as soon as I was looking at the phone, 
and the fact that it says low battery. Anybody could see this event every day of their life and not think anything else of it. But the Holy Spirit immediately comes back in with, yes, you got to be careful to keep your batteries charged. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about there, guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 We, we we get run down, we get weary, and we are so overwhelmed at times with busy, busy, busy stuff that our spirit languages, our peace is gone, our joy is gone. And we and I know he's been working since the first of the year with that slow down, be still and know, draw away so that you can find that peace and that joy and keep it going. Once you experience it, like I experienced it so mightily several times, uh, like last on the January 6th and Saturday, once you experience this joy of life and happiness and having fun, you just want more and more of it. And it's a good kind of joy. It's not the kind of joy that comes with alcohol addiction or drug addiction or sex addiction or whatever. It's the kind of joy or the kind of joy that comes because, oh, you got 200,000 points on Jewel Quest. <laughs> it's a joy that you know that it's beyond understanding, that peace that is beyond understanding. And once you taste it and once you know that presence of God in your life, you just, uh, I will, I'll do whatever I have to do to keep it going. So to keep your batteries charged, the next message that came was that you have to be sure the connection is, you're connected good. Because my phone didn't get charged in the car because the connection wasn't good. Hmm. And sometimes we're not plugged in at home either. The yeah. uh, plug is not quite into that electrical uh, uh, outlet. So we have to be sure that we are connected and connected really strongly with the that power of love and peace and joy, wisdom, understanding, all those things that we want in our life. And it means, too, that you have to choose wisely where you are going to be fed and what field you are being fed in. Whatever the church is that you're attending, that you really are able to receive the fullness of all God wants for you when you go through those church doors whether it's to hear the word and hear it strongly or to hear the message and hear it strongly. But all the other things, too, that are connected with being in a church where you feel strongly the presence of God in that place. Okay, I'm not going to go there because I want to continue on with what the Lord has been speaking about this year, about celebrating life and being in the moment as you walk your walk, uh, and the only way you can, there's a big movement going around. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. Uh, mindfulness, that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've read a bit about a, that. So, yeah. Presence and uh, mindfulness. What about you? Um, you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I know. Okay. Essentially, it's meditation. Uh, Anderson Cooper was the last one that uh, was going and being learning how to be in this state of mindfulness, be, uh, being totally aware because you draw away, you're quiet, you're still, 
and you're just aware of everything that's about you and in you and being very mindful of what it is, what's there. Uh, of course, the churches, uh, Buddhist, and them have done meditations in this style of prayer. Our church, we call it the Jesus Prayer, where you just sit still and be still. And, and it's interesting. Uh, I'm going to do, you know how sometimes on the television you hear a, this is a test. And <laughs> for the next 30 seconds, you're going to have uh, a warning system on the test, on the TV to alert you. So you know what, to, when we show this warning system on the television, you will know what to do next. Uh, like tune into your weather, man, or whatever. Well, I'm going to do a test, and I'm, on, I'm explaining this because for 30 seconds of silence on the radio, uh, that's dead space, and you can be uncomfortable with it. But I really want to do it because I want you and Carl and whoever's listening to see how <laughs> you start to be quiet and be still, how many thoughts come running into your mind that's you know, you have to, you realize it, and once you realize, what do I do to take care of these thoughts? So I'm going to watch 30 seconds on this uh, clock here, and we're just going to be still a minute and close our eyes and just try to not think anything but just to be there, okay? Okay. One. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Okay, I think that's 30 seconds. All of a sudden, I'm looking around, and I can't find my... Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I spent my 30 seconds. Where's the clock? (laughs) (laughs) What about you two? How quickly did thoughts come into your mind? Probably about 10 seconds in. (laughs) Immediately. It's very... You really have to work on it. And I was thinking today, as I frantically, you know, as my day started... I want to have time to do this and this and this, but I want to have time to prepare for the show, Lord, and to be have just have time for you. And it's, it's like as soon as you say that, there's somebody else that hears it and says, "Ah, how many distractions can I throw away?" Do you ever think about it? <laughs> That's yeah. why you have to really be disciplined. Yeah, really have to be disciplined. Uh, I heard this on a. It was, Last night, I was trying to find a show that I knew it was supposed to come on at a certain time, so I kept clipping over to the channel to see if it was on yet, and it was Trinity Broadcasting Network. Oh, yeah. But I thank God, because I clicked onto this channel, and there was this guy teaching and preaching, and he was talking about reaping and sowing. Oh, it was Billy Graham. Yes, oh. Billy Graham. Awesome. I've heard it of was him. one of his classics. Uh-huh. And he was talking about what is sowing and reaping, those key words, sowing and reaping. And you have to, you know, you want to sow in your life onto what you want to reap. And you definitely have to be careful because you're going to sow seeds that are negative and you're going to sow seeds that are positive. And 
What you want to grow in your life is what you really want to be sure that you're putting into your life. But the one thing he said that really hit me, and I know that it's what God wanted me to hear, was he said that a scientist, an artist, a musician, a, a, a uh, athlete, he said they had the one thing they have to do is practice, practice, practice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with this taking time to spend at least 20 minutes a day. It's something we're going to have to practice till we get it. Mm. Because as soon as you try to sit down and be still, oh, my gosh, there's monkeys in the trees all around you. <laughs> That's what Abbott Jerome calls them. Uh. But you persist. You persist. You sit. You make yourself stay still. I know that it's also maybe a good thing to go and get into a different location other than your house. Because, you know, like maybe some natural place of beauty, uh, the church. I now know how I can get into my church, which is locked in certain, most doors locked, but there's one that's not. And uh, just, you know, turning that television off. If you're at home alone, turning everything off so that you can make sure there's no distractions coming in. I like to go to the park, okay. Elizabeth. I do that on go a regular. Ahead, say that again. I I do that on a daily basis usually, and I I try to go over. We have a, there's a little uh, corner park down here in in downtown Los Angeles, and I go do my little. I go take my ten twenty minutes a day over there, and just you know enjoy the the stillness of the park, you know. And I I think that's it's very it's, important. Yeah, it's it's probably the most important time of the day, really. You know. It is. Yeah. It is. It is very much so. Well, the brother, most important time of the day. What my brother uh, does... Um, go uh, ahead, Carl. Oh, sorry. What my brother and my dad do, um, they go once a week, but uh, my dad prays, I think, well, he's Catholic, like, like you and I, and um, he prays the rosary every day, but my brother and he, they go, like, once a week to, um, um, like, take an hour at uh, supervising the chapel with uh, adoration. Yes. Like a lot of I, you know, and adoration is so awesome because there's something. And Johnny, oh, uh, I, what I would encourage you to do, I really would, and anybody who's listening to this, I'm glad you brought this up, Carl, uh, because not everybody really agrees with or believes that that white host is the precious body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But I, there's one thing you can do if you want to experience this presence of God is to go uh, you don't have to be in a church where they, it's what they call exposition or adoration, where it's actually on the altar in this beautiful little monstrance, but there's a tabernacle in every Catholic church, and you will know where it is because there's a red light hanging by it or standing by it, a red candle, and it's back by the altar somewhere, and there's uh, it's usually covered up or it's got a gold door. It's like the ark, you know, uh, a very precious place where the presence of God is kept. And like one Jewish person, uh, he was uh, very sick in a hospital, and a nun came by and prayed for him, and he got well. And then after he got well, he asked if he could go to her church where, you know, she went to church. And she was showing them through this church, and as they passed by the tabernacle, she didn't even say, this is the tabernacle, or this is what it is, but they passed by it, and he stopped, and he goes, oh, this is where your God's at, isn't it? And she says, yes, why? He says, because that's the same 
anoint or the same present feeling I felt when you prayed for me in the hospital, that this feeling came over me, this actual presence of holiness came over him when she prayed. And he came out of that tabernacle. And I know this is very, very true because there's too many times that I go kneel before the tabernacle and it's, uh, you know, the power of God is very strong, but, but you must, again, humility, mm-hmm. openness, that 20, you know, that taking time to be still, that when you do these things and you're just there and you don't think anything, you're, you know, you're just there, you will sense the presence of God as you were before that tabernacle. And it's just awesome. It truly is awesome. Um, and it's the same thing as when I'm happens when you're receiving communion, if you have the right attitude. It's a, sh- a sad thing that there's too many people go up there, yada, 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 make the sign of the cross real fast, like they're just trying to bl- brush a fly away uh, and come back with hand. You know, it's sad that there's too many people that are not aware of the fact that you have just received God. And there you are, rushing to get out there in that parking lot to get out of here so you can get on home. And yeah. that's sad. But that's that's the attitude of some folks in church nowadays. Sad. Okay, back to happy. <laughs> that, that was heavy. Wow. <laughs> back well, to thank happy. you, Elizabeth, I've got some one. stories I wanted to share. And because uh, we need to focus on, and God really wants us to pay attention to this, focus on celebrating life, being aware of the present of the moment in each moment as you go about your life, to slow down enough and focus. Uh, don't be having so many things about living in the moment is important. If you're living in the moment, you can't be thinking, oh, i got to do this and that and that and that and that today. Yeah. And you, you can start your day by writing your list down if you want to. But as you progress through the day, it's important that you take the moment and live in that moment. Otherwise, you'll miss things. Like I could have missed the battery being low and that little message that God threw in there. So I'm going to share some stories. And one of them, uh, Tim, I hope is going to be on next week. I hope we're going to be able to, if we have him call into your phone, Carl, and put it up to a mic Maybe we can get him on board next week. <laughs> that would be so awesome, I'm not wouldn't sure. it? I'm not sure. We'll, uh, we'll, f- t- we'll figure something out, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I really would like to get him in here. Because Tim and Joyce is this person who's, uh, he's, he's just so talented and so full of love and so full of joy. Perfectly named in it, Tim Joyce. Uh, yeah, okay. He is so yeah. full of joy. And he will share with you, though, that he has come from a background, and today he was sharing that, he that he can't understand how it was that he came from this background where he was really an angry, living-in-the-moment type person, but just uh, with outrage and, and just being a very angry, negative person. And yet he grew into this person that has got all these wonderful a sense of humor and compassion and tenderness and love, and then when he's around the beauty of nature and the beauty of people that he loves dearly, he's so aware of it. And this is what we all need to strive for. And he was kind of getting a little negative today about how could this be that I have had this kind of life and that, and a lot of us feel this way. Uh, uh, there's a song out about it. What did I ever do that was worth mm. loving you? 
Can you remember that one, Carl? Uh, no, I'm sorry, but... Yeah, um, it, it, it's a country music song. You might want to see it pulled up. Um, let me see if I can... This is something that art. What did I ever do? That was worth loving you and the kindness you've shown. And something about it's me, Lord. It's, and it's a country music song. Oh, gosh. But anyhow, God wants it. It will bring the song up. Okay. Uh, but Tim was... And I, I wrote a letter back to him on Facebook, and then I put it on Facebook for us all, because this is... All of us have this type of thoughts in our head. We have our past regrets, and we're ashamed and feeling guilty from doing stupid things and actions back when we were growing up. But we have to look at life the whole picture, with the whole picture, not the part of the story, but the whole story. And I said, there was once a master artist who, in creating the final piece of beauty, had to work with it in a way that would form the shape he desired. Maybe he would go against the grain, maybe he would go with the grain, but he would chip and he would chisel, he would scrape and he would smooth and he would polish and shine. And sometimes he would even hold it to the fire until he get that perfect sheen of look. And it's a long and painful process, and a very patient master works until he gets this masterpiece to the point of awesomeness that it finally becomes. And then I said, case in point, Tim, or any person out there, we would not be able to be who we are today, so full of great love and compassion, tenderness and awareness of all that is, and all around us that's waiting to be loved and appreciated. We would never have become this person without all that has gone on before. All. So we need to embrace and give thanks for all that's happened in our life. Because God does not waste anything. He takes it and makes it beautiful again. And otherwise, there would be no hope for any of us if this was not true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Wow. No hope for any of us. Another story about that. Because it's important that we realize that just as much as we find the gift in the moment and time to appreciate what is happening now, we need to understand what happened, why, and how come in the past so we won't be angry. We have to understand so that we can really enter into the moment now and enter into this knowledge that you are in the presence of peace and joy. You are in the presence of great awesomeness if you are not overcome by all the stress, worry, anger, etc. So another great story is um, met this lady through Facebook who is going undergoing right now chemotherapy. Mm. And uh, she, Ed, friend, my friend Ed asked for prayers for her and we were praying for her. And I Facebooked her and became her friend through comments that she made or I made, and she was thanking everybody for the prayers as she went into remission. And uh, I asked her at one point if she would like for me to send her a book that I wrote, My Journey, My Cross. And she said, yes, I would. And I said, okay, we'll send this on to you. And I said, well, when you get it, I've asked the Lord to give you a special message, and he says for you to read page 40, I believe it was. And then I said, uh, by the way, because I went and looked to see what 40 was all about. 
And I said, uh, by the way, uh, did you by any chance uh, have to go through losing a child at an early age? And then she called back, she Facebooked back after a few days and so forth and so on and said, I got your book and so forth and so on. And here's what uh, she responded, how she responded. First of all, she was glad to hear about my health and the fact that we seem to have found the problem. She said, I want to thank you for the gift of the book. I really look forward. She had not got into it yet. Spending some time in the pages of your life, plan to take it to Houston when I go for my long stay with the stem cell transplant. And to my question, did I have a very emotional, I did have a very emotional miscarriage before my daughter Heather was born. Mike and I tried for years to have a second child, and 12 years after our son was born, I got pregnant. We were all elated, only for it to end in a miscarriage. My doctor encouraged me by saying, well, at least you know you work, so give yourself a six months, take prenatal vitamins, and try again. Just like she said, I got pregnant right away with my sweet daughter, Heather. And then my history had been found. I found a lump in my left side. It immediately went to my OBGYN, and she had the ultrasound done. There was a growth the size of a cantaloupe entangled in my left ovary. She did surgery right away. I will never forget her morning visit the day after surgery, and her response was, if I would have been a betting lady, I would have definitely bet you had cancer when I did your surgery. The color and texture of the mass was just like cancer I had seen before. However, when the results came back showing no cancer, I knew God had a purpose ahead for you. So she had surgery back then for what they thought was cancer, but it turned out like nothing, just like I went through nine months of, you got something, but it's nothing. we still very close friends after all these years, and she delivered our son Eric and Heather 13 years later. And now I've never forgotten those words for her on that special morning 29 years ago. And then she comes back again when I answered the, replied to her with this. I said, go read the book and be ready for a while. And uh, she emailed back again and, and Facebook back again saying, you're right, wow, I did not realize. And because page 40 in this book is all about my death of my daughter at 12 hours of age. And then it also talked about a miscarriage, too, and how God blessed me with this special miracle of uh, one day I was praying as we were driving home or driving somewhere by myself. And all of a sudden, oh, that's right. It was after I spent the weekend retreat, and uh, we they had prayed over me, and God had led us to pray for, uh, said, allow them to baptize you. And I'm going, I've already been baptized, but go ahead, you baptize me. <laughs> so they baptized me. And then we, the very week after that, I was praying and singing as I was driving by myself, and there was a presence that entered in the car. And right away, I knew it was this child, this son, from a miscarriage. And, uh, I, and he said, hello, my name is Michael. And I said, oh, and did you give yourself a second name? He says, yes, John Michael. And uh, he said, I just want you to know I'm happy now. And that was it. And it just goes to show the importance of even with a miscarriage that you name your child and that you consecrate that child to God. And uh, in my case, I was being baptized. I stood on the bridge for all unborn babies that needed to be consecrated to God. I mean, some people may think, yeah, that's not, you know, that's a bunch of, that's not necessary. That mm. uh, babies are babies, and they're, you know, God's going to love them and welcome them to, into his heavenly home regardless. And this is 
you know, it's still a matter, I think, for your peace of mind more than anything else that you do what God tells you to do and that you know, that you know in your heart that your child is home safely with the Lord. Mm. I'm going to, uh, yeah, here's what she wrote. God is faithful and I am blessed. Thanks again for your special book. And in his different ways, if we listen Oh, that was Debbie. Okay, this is me writing my thoughts down here. I'm sorry, my eyes have been dilated, so I'm still doing some struggling here with <laughs> reading things. I said, and I wrote my thoughts down uh, for today's show, and we'll discuss this. If we listen, and it's different ways we can hear God speak to our hearts, many, many different ways. And we're going to ask if, by any chance, you two have had an unexpected way of God getting a message across to you that you would not have, never have thought that, oh, wow, that, you know. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Um, what was the question one more time? I didn't quite understand. A way that God I said, okay, got okay. a message Say you're driving along. <coughs> Here's a classic example. Father, are we ever going to get this thing, the RV, sailed? I really would appreciate it if you'd give me some kind of sign, and I'm driving. All of a sudden, I look up, and there's a church sign. Looking for a sign from God? Here it is. <laughs> I mean, it's just little bitty ways that he sends you oh, yeah, a message. Yeah. Have you ever experienced it? Well, you get at the oh, hospital. Yeah, just at the hospital, One, yeah. One, two, three. Well, did I, did I say that on the air last week? Did I explain that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely one, hearing your theme song right when I'm praying what to do. Hmm. Yeah. And he does. He reaches out in the most unexpected ways. Uh, John, what about you? You know, I, I get these, <laughs> I kind of get these all the time, you know, but it's, it's kind of more, for me, um, it's just that I'll, I'll, you know, turn a corner and I'll just see the sunshine or something, you know, it's just a smell in the air and I just, I know that, you know, oh yeah, here's, here's my answer to that question, you know, and I'll, I'll have it right then, you know, I'll be worrying right. about something, praying about it and then. You know, all of a sudden, the answer just kind of comes to me out of nowhere. And, and along with it, it'll be, oftentimes, it'll be this, um, you know, like a, a, a smell in the air or, or just, you know, the way the sunset's coming around a corner. And, and I'll, I'll really, you know, really feel that presence there, you know? Yeah. I, it's just, I like one day I was washing dishes, and there's a huge, the country out in my backyard, right, uh, not very far away from the house. Awesome, the country. And all of a sudden, the sun broke through the clouds and magnified or highlight. I mean, uh, acutely, every little detail of that, by the country and the trunk was just, and you know, like uh, high definition. And I thought immediately how that's the way it is when we allow God to touch our lives. He takes every little detail that is within us and magnifies it and brings it and makes it, makes us shine with the glory of God, with our love, with our, the way we do things, uh, our smile. When you put the presence of God behind it, it becomes a whole different thing, a whole different thing. It's just so beautiful. Uh, that's why I, the same thing going back to what I said earlier about everything that happened bad and yuck in our life, when God touches it, it becomes this beautiful, you know, something beautiful, awesome. Uh, like, who would think of a con tree would have spoken to my heart that day? 
<laughs> oh, trunk of a pine tree of a One uh the other thing that uh mockingbirds talk to me, that's because of daddy, I've shared that many times, but hmm. the one thing that is that's why it's so important that we come to learn what that inner voice is like within us. Many people will say, God's not speaking to me, but many people, many more people will say, I know his voice, and I know when he's speaking to me. So, um, And right now his voice is speaking to me to tell me to get back to the theme of what we're supposed to be talking today because it's very, very important. And that theme is, again, the joyful noise, but happy feet. And how much important, or how important it is that we put into our walk a, a uh, it's not dancing, but it's, it's a lightness. It's a, we're happy, and we're showing it in the way we walk and the way that we're going about our work. Okay, here's the comparison. If you are worried and overwhelmed with so much stuff to do, think about how you stand. <sighs> You got a slump to you, right? Yeah. Yes, you do. You just, you know, and you're, you've got a heaviness over you. You feel it. You actually feel this heaviness over you. But if you take a big, deep breath and you think, ah, everything's all right. It's cool. Uh, what is going on? It's, you know, uh, we'll do fine because I've got, I've got beside me this wonderful, Awesome God of the Angel Armies. There's a song called that, uh, and I want you to pull that up right quick because it's gonna, it's what might fit in here. Uh, but Angel Armies, uh, when you have this presence around you and you believe it, then you're going to have a lightness in your step, and you're going to feel good, and you're going to move in a different way too. And and I'm telling you, when you are down and weary. Go find some music and get your groove on, and you'll feel better immediately. Just even if all you do is clap your hands or tap your feet, if you are a person, I've got it right now, a dear sister in the Lord who can't get out of the wheelchair or get out of bed very much, and uh, she asked me if she was dying. And she feels like it. She said, I don't feel like I'm living. I said, no, you're right. And as far as are you dying? Well, we both are dying. We're terminal. I said, but until we do die, we t- we have the choice of getting busy and living and living and doing what we can to to be happy. And so I was telling her about the music. And I said, if all you can do is tap your feet and clap your hands, then do it. Mm-hmm. So do something different every day that will make you feel like I'm alive. I'm just not somebody just laying around and feeling lousy. So skydive, bungee jump, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mountain biking. <laughs> jump off the pier. <laughs> For me, diving in the, that pool this morning was cold. And I want to tell you, I, I'm good. Oh, so as quick as I could, I dove in. Oh, my. <laughs> and that's just as, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't do that, but you, you're holding your breath as you go under, but oh, you're going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bungee jump. <laughs> your character. All right, did you find it? Um, Which one? 
<laughs> it was the god of uh, uh, angel yeah. armies, is the, those words. Angel um, armies. But anyway, if, if you can't find it, that's okay. Any song angel that'll armies. make you happy, uh, you need to have it on and get it going uh, so that you get out of the funk that you're in. So uh, very, very important. I was thinking as I was thinking about that, you know, nobody wants to be around a preachy person or a overzealous Christian, but there's a way that you can show who you are by the way you talk, by the way you walk, and the way you smile. And I was thinking about that. When you see somebody walking and moving about with this energy and this joy and this happiness and a smile on their face, you know they got something going on. Mm. And so that's the best way to be spreading good news is by letting your body speak it. Mm. Let your body speak it first. And in your lifestyle, too. Now, I have people who will ask me questions, like my good friend did, about, Am I dying? Are other people who come to me and say and ask advice and uh, just ask, I want honest questions and so forth and so on. And they know that they do this because they know from the way I act and the way I talk that I'm somebody who knows these things. So even if you are not a person who is comfortable with going around sharing the good news of the Bible, which you need to think in terms of the way God wants us to share good news, is to share good thoughts, to share good words, to share encouragement, and you can add, you know you can increase this by the way you're walking too, hmm. and just simply have that happiness about you and that joy. Now, I know there's times that you feel lousy. I know there's times that you've got a big, you know, you're grieving because somebody's died in your life. Are you grieving because of this and that? And it's not easy being on the cross when you're on the cross. You don't see Jesus doing a juke and jive when he was on the cross. (laughs) He was silent, and he was definitely being still, drawing in that power that he needed to have in the stillness as he hung on the cross. And that's what we have to do when we're hanging on our crosses, too. We have to draw away and get the power that we need. But then one of the things that we can do after that, though, is to get some music on or just get in that quiet space out there in nature like you're talking about, Johnny, and get our happy thoughts going again and our happy feet moving. Okay? Did you ever find it? Oh, yes. I, I hear it, Elizabeth. Like... Okay. Right here. Yeah. Don't be afraid. That's I love this song. Shall I? 
Amen. Always, always, always. Uh, I just wish there was some way that anybody listening to these shows who does, who does, has never experienced that awesome presence of God and His peace and joy, I just wish there was some way that I could convince you to go and check and see and follow through with some of the suggestions that we've been giving over all these different times on the different shows and uh, to take the walks, long walks, draw away and be at peace and, and just be, just be and invite, if you're real, Lord, if you're real, like she says, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you'd show up <laughs> and see what happens, really. Uh, you might hear something like this. This is from Isaiah. That the Lord gave this to me earlier, Isaiah chapter 30. And it speaks about 30-30. Uh, How about that? I, I'm a person of numbers. <laughs> There's no coincidence, folks. It's all God incidents. But it's 30-30. The Lord will make his glorious voice heard. And let it be seen how his arm descends. We do not think in terms of God being a God that is like, you you know, the mighty dragon roaring or somebody who's with fire and hell uh, and the meteors and that his is the cattle of the hills, his is the stars. Everything that's created, it's his to use as he pleases. So in 30, it talks about his glorious voice heard and let it be seen how his arm descends in raging fury and flame of consuming fire and driving storm and hail. So just as we see our God in little bitty ways and hear his voice in little ways, we need to recognize that, yes, nature is being used by God to get our attention. And when he speaks, Assyria will be shattered, Assyria right now, Assyria, as he strikes with the rod, while at every sweep of the rod, which the Lord will bring down on him in punishment. But 29, that's interesting, it goes 30, 31, 32, and then 29. It says, you will sing as on a night when a feast is observed, and be merry of heart, as one marching along with the flute toward the mountain of the Lord, toward the walk of Israel, accompanied by timbrels and lyres. So music, music will open the door for you to come into a deeper revelation, to a realization that God is speaking in many different mysterious ways. And you will sing, accompanied by all these beautiful instruments. And that goes into uh, this past week when I was uh, writing in my journal and I asked him for a word. He, uh, before I opened or could draw write in my journal, I went opened the journal up, and it fell open to uh, February twenty third last year. And I asked a question to God: Who do you say I am? And the answer that came back was silence in the presence of the Lord God. Even then, He was trying to get me to understand and realize the importance of drawing away and being silent so he can speak to you. And then it said, Thus says the Lord God of hosts, consider your ways. Mm. 
And in my case, it was offered food on the altar of God. Of course, I'm still, you know, daily I still struggle with eating when I shouldn't eat or eat something or other that you're not going to lose weight if you keep poking that in your mouth, okay? So that's still <laughs> something I'm dealing with. But still, offering polluted food, there's other things for that, too. I'm sure that we could come up with other um, ways of looking at that. And all her idols shall be broken to pieces. That's from Malachi, I believe, 1, verse 7, or Micah, Micah 1, 7. Anyhow, it's a, a, the thing that he wanted me to get back to, though, was that Joel chapter 2, blow the trumpet in Zion and around sound the alarms on the, my holy mountains. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarms, because... They rush from the city, they run on the wall, and great is the army that carries out my word. Blow the trumpet in Zion. And even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning, in every area and aspect of our life, no matter if you're weeping or mourning, no matter if you're angry, frustrated, return, return to me with your whole heart, and come back to me. Come back to me with all your heart. I'm looking at the time because I want to get back into, again, God is telling us to celebrate, be happy, to live in the moment, also to find the joy in the moment, in the presence of God in the moment. And the way to do that is to allow ourselves to be open and put stress on the shelf, put worry on the shelf, put the knowledge in your mind and your heart and your spirit that God is with me. And he's a great God, and he can take care of everything. I do not have to fear, just like that song said, Who Shall I Fear? I've got a God of angels' armies all around me. Now, the neat thing is, besides religious songs, God also speaks to us in those secular songs. (laughs) Case in point, our theme song, which was um, One, Two, Three, You Can Count on Me. Another case in point is uh, he had us play going out one time. You weren't around, Johnny O. We were mm. talking about the hurts. Uh, does God cry yeah. over us? And he said, go out with the Roy Albertson crying over you. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was, <laughs> that was so neat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we also had a whole show around the show the uh, in the desert on a white horse. Yeah. yeah. Powerful message. Powerful message was found in that song. Has there any examples that y'all might have had or think of that how a song has affected you that was not a religious song? Oh. <laughs> what do you got, Carl? Um, wait, a song that affected me that's not a religious song? Yeah. Um, that you really felt touched by, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, boy, Orbison's Crying was a good one, but I got to think of my own here. I'd say, oh, man. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Can we play it? Is that okay? If, if yeah. I don't pull it up, can you yeah. find Johnny? It's a song. I, I'm not sure if I'll have to check while we're, while we're looking it up. If, um, if it got nominated for an Oscar this morning, but it's a song from a really fantastic movie called begin again called lost stars. And it's, um, Adam, look up Adam, um, Levine lost stars. And wow. uh, he's, he's a judge on the on the uh, the Voice, and this was uh-huh. a movie called Begin Again. It has, um, unfortunately, and it was really pointless to it. Um, a character, one of the characters, swears a lot, but not so much that uh-huh. I think that 
it would totally that that uh, you know if somebody goes in knowing that I think they could still handle the movie. Uh, you know, but it's just an angry guy and a young uh, woman that they meet, and the man is losing his job as a record exec. And he meets this beautiful okay. woman, and she's a singer, and it's how the two of them decide to help each other start their lives over. And this is a beautiful song from the movie that's expected to get an Oscar nomination. But here it is. Well, yeah. you know, oh, you were or, talking about cussing. I've got to remind you something, Carl. Hmm. David, who wrote the song, uh, he uh, deserted his wife, committed adultery with another woman, and had a baby with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> there's a lesson to be found in everything. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the song, and it's really beautiful. We'll, we'll play a minute of it or so, okay? Oh. Okay. Oh, we. we... Please don't see just a boy caught up in dreams and fantasies Please see me Reaching out for someone I can see Take my hand Let's see what we wake up tomorrow Best laid plans Sometimes it's just a one night stand I'll be damn Cupid's demanding back his arrow So let's get drunk on our Tuesday God, tell us the reason you just wasted on the young It's hunting season and the lambs are on the Hey, we're back. Okay. What was the name of that again? Because I want to look it up so I can... I, I, do, I do real well when I can see the lyrics yeah, in front yeah, of me. Yeah, Because you can't always recognize the lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's, I hear it, them right. It's Lost Stars by Adam Levine. Lost Stars. Okay. Yeah. I will I will and look that up and I'll look at the whole lyrics yeah. and maybe we might even yeah. get more into it sure. next week. I'm going to go out with one that I love, ABBA. Abba, Abba. <laughs> uh, their music, uh, Dancing Queen, always, their music always gets me to tapping my feet or getting up and moving. And it's good music, uh, good music is what I'm trying to say. Chiquita, that one, uh, Chiquita, da, 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 you and I know, uh, yeah. it, and it encourages you to sing your song again. And the sun will shine again, no matter what's going on. But we're going to go out today with God speaking to us. In uh, one of their songs, and it's uh, "Take a Chance on Me." Huh. Well, yeah. Great. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. Are we? Uh, we'll... You're welcome, Johnny and Carl, both of you. Yeah, it's such a nice, nice part of the week to get to actually get to come on and and you know have this and whole time with God you. Too. Yeah, Without absolutely. Him, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a get a share of my music question. No, no, I had one. Okay, it's, go, it's go, a, go, I have it, it real quick. It's a "Have a Cigar" by Pink Floyd. That's my 
My most, <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. It's, it. it's, it's my honest answer. I had to think up. about it, but yeah, it's, that's the one. I think I, I met God the heaviest during one of that, but yeah. You so. know, God, God loves it when we laugh. Yeah. He really does. That's yeah. why he created this way. Yeah. <laughs> and he, that's why he gave us a sense of humor. And so we need to recognize that uh, he is a God that loves laughter. He's a God that is just wants to be a very big important part of our life and he's not just this stone image that gives no that looks at you with a stern face and hey, you better be good or else. So <laughs> here's his way of saying, Take a chance on me folks, please. Give me a chance. Give me a try. Great. Thank you, Elizabeth. We'll see you next week. You're welcome. Oh, and Lost Stars so got and Lost Stars got nominated for an Oscar, just want to say today. Cool. Which did? Which one? My song, Lost Stars, is up for the Oscars. Okay, so, good. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it, I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, Elizabeth. And your and your cigar song. Because <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> okay. Bye, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. If you change your mind, take a chance. On the first day in line, on the unstable
Till next week, guys. We love ya. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.